This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. In many instances, when you start the new year, people set goals for themselves, but how do you reach those goals and how do you make those goals reasonably accessible? Simon Sinek is an author and speaker you may have seen as part of the TED Talk series. Simon, great to have you with us. Hope you're doing well. Nice to be here. Happy New Year. How do you think the concept of goal setting may be impacted as we head into 2021, especially because of the coronavirus? Well, I think one of the big things we had reinforced uh, when coronavirus hit was just how uncertain the world is. You know, I, I got such a kick out of everybody saying during these uncertain times, you know, all times are uncertain. There's never been a time in history ever that was certain. It's just that something happened that we didn't expect that reminded us that time is uncertain. Um, and I think that the way we set our goals sort of takes that into consideration now. It's, you know, I hear a lot more people talking about themes rather than specific goals for the new year. I read that you're very much an optimist, but even in these times, is that optimism challenged? Absolutely not. Optimism is not blind positivity. It's not thinking everything's fine when everything's not. It's not Pollyanna. Uh, optimism is the belief that the future is bright. Uh, optimists can look outside the window and say, this is dark. Uh, we are in a dark tunnel, but the optimist focuses at the light at the end of the tunnel and works together with others to, to get there, come out of it stronger than we went in. So, yeah, my optimism is, is fine and well. What do you say to leaders of companies when you're talking about the, this shift to the new year? And, and obviously they're trying to not only look and improve their personal success, but uh, their, their company's success as well. Well, what was so funny when the pandemic hit is how many leaders, people in leadership positions, uh, leaned on their own humanity. Uh, whether they were effective or ineffective leaders prior to the pandemic, uh, many of them picked up the phone, called their team members one by one and said, are you okay? How are you doing? That's just good leadership. We shouldn't need a crisis or a pandemic for that to happen. And uh, I really hope that that habit remains. I think a lot of leaders recognize that they have human beings who work for them with stresses and strains and emotions. And one of their responsibilities is to check in on people, to make sure they're okay, and sometimes give them a little bit of space if they're under tremendous stress. So to a degree, this is going to be a, 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 a quite a moment for uh, potentially a lot of those business leaders to truly have a better understanding of who the people are that they, that they have working for them. I certainly hope so. I, I, I certainly hope so. Uh, you know, crisis is the great revealer. And in an instant, we discovered who the good leaders were and who weren't. Uh, we discovered who the ones who actually cared about their teams and their people and who the ones who, who brushed them aside and cared only about uh, making more money. So I think I think uh, I think a lot of employees as well got a, a very real life glimpse of uh, of who their leaders are. And I'm I'm happy to say I think a lot of people uh, uh, showed up in the right way. Um, but but some didn't. <laughs> what are what are your standards? Do you believe for for people in terms of setting goals? And, and you hear you know at some points you want to make them realistic. Other people say you know shoot for the moon. Where, where do you stand on that? Uh, you're talking to the wrong person for goal setting. Um, <laughs> I believe in in vision. I believe in in very 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 long term idealistic goals. Um, so for example, um, I have a vision of a world. Uh, that does not yet exist, a world in which the vast majority of people uh, wake up every single morning inspired, feel safe wherever they are, and end the day fulfilled by the work that they do. Um, I know it's unrealistic. I know it's idealistic. I know that uh, I will never reach that in my lifetime, but I'll die trying, which is the point. And I'm agnostic as to how I get there. And I see goals more as waypoints. 
um, as markers of, of speed and distance. But I'm not so obsessed with hitting certain arbitrary numbers on certain arbitrary dates. Um, um, I, I do set goals, but like I said, I use them as guideposts. It's much like wanting to be healthy. You want to lose a certain amount of weight. So you pick a, a, an arbitrary number. You want a, a weight goal you want to hit, not an arbitrary date. And you weigh yourself every day. And if you hit the goal, that's fantastic. The problem is you have to keep working out for the rest of your life. Uh, and if you miss the goal, absolutely nothing happens. It's just a marker to help you feel like you're making progress. That's how I treat goals. Is that something that could work on a grander scale? And I'm, I'm thinking about where we are right now here in the United States as a country with, with all that's been going on, not only just the coronavirus, but obviously with the social uh, justice uh, issues and, and obviously what we saw in, in Washington, D.C. as well. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And actually, one of the problems with the, think, uh, uh, with the United States is we over-indexed on this rugged individualism, uh, you know, um, an obsessive of, of goal setting. In the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, we saw uh, finite thinking promoted by people like Jack Welch and those who admired him um, sort of completely consume American business to the point where we did tremendous damage to ourselves. Um, uh, we created um, a system of, of, of business uh, where we prioritize numbers over people, uh, where um, we prioritize the uh, wants, needs, and desires of an external constituency like shareholders over employees and customers. Um, we removed reforms like Glass-Steagall, uh, where we had zero major stock market crashes between the Great Depression and the dismantling of Glass-Steagall. And since then, we've had three, 87, uh, .com, and 2008. We did these things to ourselves because of our obsession with short-termism and our obsession with goal-setting. Um, so I think it's, a, it's about time we brought vision and idealism back to business. Can that be something that, from a generational perspective, that that can be pushed aside? Like thinking about older, you mentioned about Jack Welsh, older generations maybe, you know, used to the mindset of goal, set, goal setting, where younger generations maybe it won't be as, as prevalent. I, it's not binary. We have to not talk about, you know, goal setting versus not goal setting. Right. You know, um, I'm a great believer that goal setting and goals have to have a context. If that context is simply to is simply to get rich, make more, or my favorite one that companies propose, growth, which means absolutely nothing, um, uh, uh, then I think uh, you know it's 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 sometimes can be uh, very dangerous. There's nothing wrong with goals as long as they have a context. My goals are in the context of advancing my vision, the world in which the vast majority of people wake up inspired, safe, and fulfilled. Um, and so if my goals help me measure progress towards an idealized, an idealized vision, then those goals are worthwhile. But again, they're simply markers. Um, we're so obsessed with arbitrary numbers and arbitrary dates without vision, without context. That's where the damage is done. The problem is not the goal setting. The problem is the lack of context. And so would part of that also include uh, the issues surrounding diversity and inclusion as well? Uh, of course. Of course. You could say that about absolutely everything. Of course. These are ideals. The idealism is we want to have more diversity, more inclusion in our business and in our society and in all representations of, of how we conduct our lives. And absolutely, we should set goals uh, to advance that. But the, there has to be an idealized state of where we want to end up. There has to be vision. And a vision is just that. It's something we can see. We can see in our mind's eyes, in our imagination of the ideal world we want to live in. Just think of Dr. King's uh, speech on the uh, steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. You know, I have a dream. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about a vision of the future that does not yet exist, so clear that we can imagine it in our mind's eye. We need more of that. Do you think it's something that can be 
more adaptable to our culture here today is the idea of having vision instead of having goals per se. Again, it's not vision or goals. It's goals that advance a vision. Um, and uh, so it's not, it's not binary. Okay. It's not one or the other. They go together. But goals without vision are destructive. Uh, vision without uh, goals is meandering. You need, you need them to work together. But there has to be that context. And I do believe there is a movement towards that. I mean, the fact that you're having me on your radio show is, is clear proof. You know, uh, you know, I talk about trust and cooperation. There should be no demand for my work. But the fact of the matter, there is demand for my work, which means those things are missing in our, in our business world, and people want more of it. Um, you talked about the generational gap. I think this young generation, you know, much is said about them wanting to work in a place that advances purpose. Every single person on the planet works, wants to work in a job that advances a sense of purpose and gives their work and their life meaning. The difference is the younger generation is more vocal about it. Older generations just sit in silence and suffer. Um, so I, I think that uh, I applaud the younger generations for demanding that. And a lot of businesses are, are going in that direction. We saw it happen with the uh, business roundtable recently where they signed on a letter where they said, you know, shareholder supremacy is not the end-all be-all and companies should have purpose. Now, right. I'm cynical because some of those leaders who signed on to that, you know, are absolutely shareholder driven. And I wanted, I would like to know what come to Jesus moment they had the year before that could totally converted them, which I absolutely believe could happen. Um, but I'm cynical that it happened to so many so quickly. But the fact of the matter is the public pressure to uh, have businesses actually have a sense of purpose, even if they're just saying it to appease public pressure, I think is a step in the right direction. Simon, thanks very much for your time. Wish you all the best throughout the course of 2021. Thank you, sir. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Thanks very much. Thank you. Simon Sinek, author, speaker, and as well, TED Talk participant. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.